Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Obsessed Millennials. I'm Jassy and here with me is Nachi. Hey everyone. How are you today? I'm good. Tired. I think that's a recurring theme on all the episodes. It's like we're good but tired kind of sums up our lives. Well, this episode is going to be a little bit different. We're recording ahead of time because Nachi's going in vacation. Whoop, 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 whoop. I'm more excited than you, probably because you're going to LA and I want to go back to LA. I mean, I'm excited, but I need to get through this week first. Yeah, you're going to get super pumped next week, but we are recording ahead so we can, you know, still put out there an episode, but it's going to be a little bit different. We're not gonna have our usual news and releases. I will make sure to update the playlist though, but this episode is gonna be only a main topic, and the topic for today's episode is one that we kind of talked about briefly in a past episode, I think because you were listening to one of her audiobooks, and we said, well, we should do an episode about her when her new book comes out. And since her new book is coming out on June 4th, so it's going to be already out when you guys are listening to this. It's already out. Oh my God, it's already out. We're in the future. I'm trying to explain this and I'm struggling so hard. But yeah, the book is already out and it's called The Rest of the Story. And we're talking about Sarah Dyson. I'm excited for that book. Me too. I'm even more excited. I'm going to be in the States and I'll be able to buy it myself. It's been a while since I've been able to buy one of her books on release. Uh, Let's get this started. You're probably wondering who the hell are Jazzy and Nachi talking about? If you know who she is, you are freaking awesome and I love you. If you don't, well, let me tell you. She is an American novelist who writes young adult literature. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nachi. You know more about this than me. Those books are tar- like their target audience. It's usually teens, right? I never get it right because it's like young adults, but they're 14. Yeah, young adult is kind of like a little more adult than teen. So like for the, the, the audience is like in their late teens, early 20s. But I mean, it doesn't matter what age you are. You can read whatever you want. Thank you, because I want, I was going to ask you, like, do we still classify as early 20s? I mean, I still oh relate to a lot of the things that I read about in her books. Yeah. And Sarah Jessen is one that actually enjoys reading young adult books, so. Yeah. I mean, she's she's writing them, right? So, no, but she supports other young adult authors and she yeah. reads their content. Yeah, I know, I know what you're trying to say, right? But it's like, I don't know, like it would be weird for you to write about something that you don't enjoy reading. That would be, I don't know, for me, that would be weird. So, probably, but anyway, like Nachi said, we can still relate about her books because most of her novels kind of deal with change yeah the best way i could describe them is that mostly they're like coming of age kind of book so you have all these characters that 
kind of are in that age where they're discovering who they are and what they're doing with their lives. I don't know. That's how I've always seen them. And that's kind of everyone. <laughs> like, let's be honest. It's not only teens. Like, we're all trying our best to try to figure out what the hell we're doing all the time. I feel like that's everyone in this planet no, no matter your age you're just trying to get through and learn how to do it and kind of winging it at the same time so that's why we can relate to her books plus i mean it has a lot to do with like reality with real issues and like family stuff emotional stuff like really like there's a lot of things out there but anyway Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about her books and I just want to put it out there that she has published more than a dozen of books over the years. The first one was published on 1996. I mean, I was three years old. We were babies, barely able to read. Yeah, her latest book just came out. We thought maybe we can go through her books, talk about them a little bit. Just kind of like mention the book and what's the book about. Like, what do you think, Nachi? I mean, that's what we plan. Yeah, but I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to still ask you. <laughs> so we mentioned her first book was published on 1996. And it's called That Summer. So basically, That Summer revolves around teenagers living with changes they cannot control. And the moral of the story is to help influence the audience, come to terms with their past, accept the present, and look forward to the future. And this is one of those books that I kind of remember, but at the same time, I don't. I haven't read it. I read this a while ago, like, I don't know. It, and it didn't make, like, my favorites list. So it's one of those that I don't remember. But I can tell you, it's good. Because I always like everything that she writes. But, you know, I mean, I have read all her books. So it's hard to be like, I remember what the hell happens here. So after that summer, two years later, she released Someone Like You. This one I read recently. I kind of like went all topsy-turvy backwards and I kind of read all her books in weird orders. So Someone Like You is based on true friendship. So it revolves about the story of friends and how their each individual lives take a turn for the worse. So we have Haley and Scarlett, who have always been best friends, but their friendship is tested when Scarlett's boyfriend is killed, and she learns she is pregnant, which is when she needs Haley more than ever. I really, really like this book, and I think it's very different from most of her books because the ending is not like based on romance per se and this one is the one that she has the movie about right yes this one with luck and key i believe is it luck and key or that summer uh 
Let me Google it. I mean, sorry, let me ask production. We don't have the budget for that. I'm sorry. With the cookie in the back, this is the late night show. And in the late night show, we don't have the budget. No, because the cookie gets paid more than us. Yeah. So the movie's called How to Deal. And it's... Oh, yeah. Someone like you on that summer. Ding, ding, ding. I win. Yes, you do. <laughs> and it's actually um, one of the actresses is Mandy Moore. Yes, 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 yes. I learned about this movie like maybe two years ago, three maybe, just from a random reply she did on Twitter. And I looked up the movie and I watched it. I mean, it's good. I did too. I haven't read that summer, so I don't really know. Oh, I remember. Okay, we had a conversation about it. It's The movie is mostly someone like you. There's not much yeah. about that summer. And I was so pissed because crucial things from the books didn't make it to the movie. That always happens. I think overall it was a good movie. I mean, we can't have films like be word by word but if we go into that discussion we're never gonna discuss our books you're a fan of the books obviously some things are not gonna make it but it's still a good movie to watch yeah and support it even though it's years later maybe they'll make other movies this broadcast to give you some breaking news this is your editor jassy and this feels so freaking weird so i'm gonna stop doing that after we recorded this netflix announced that they picked three of her books to make into film adaptations and those books are once and for all this lullaby and my ultimate favorite and you're gonna hear me talking tons about it later in this episode along for the ride so continue listening that's it for the breaking news today and oh my god this is so weird just we're gonna get back to the regular programming oh my god yeah 16 years later 16 yeah 16 because it was on 2003 Oh my god, we were kids. Whew. Okay, so after Someone Like You, a year later, she published her book, Keeping the Moon, also known as Last Chance. And this is the one that I tend to mix with that summer. I don't know why, but I tend to mix it with that summer. So this one, the focus is more on like self-esteem issues that children experience when they are different from others. And basically, the main character, Coley, has been bullied for being overweight, but it takes others' kind words to help her realize she is beautiful inside and out. And I think this one is really good and it's beautiful. I have to say that I don't know if you remember Nachi. But I didn't know Keeping the Moon and Last Chance were the same book. And two years ago, I bought Last Chance to have my collection, you know, fully complete. And I I brought this one with me back home to Puerto Rico when I went visit 
um, for the holidays because, well, the whole, the whole hurricane thing happened. My mom was still without uh, power, so I needed stuff, you know, to to entertain myself. And I started reading this one, and, like, on the first few pages, I'm like, what the fuck? I have this book. I was so pissed, like... I mean, I don't mind having an extra, you know, like the same book with a different cover. But I thought it was a different book. Like, I was looking forward to read the book because I was like, oh, there's something. There's one book that I haven't read. But it was the same. <laughs> I'm so pissed. I haven't read, like, Keeping the Moon either. There are only two books that I haven't read from the entire collection. I mean, I own them all, but I haven't read those two. So you haven't read That Summer and Keeping the Moon? Yeah. Oh, okay. A year after Keeping the Moon, she like published Dreamland. And this one explores the life of Caitlin and her chaotic relationships between the fa her family, friends, and boyfriend. She eventually learns that despite looking up to her, her older sister is not perfect. Being her boyfriend's victim does not mean she is weak and that being herself is the best thing she can do. This book made my favorites list and also my most hated list really quickly because it just hit me in the feels. It's intense. Yeah, it really it's is. Just have like trigger warnings everywhere. This is the second book of her that I read. Like the first one was Someone Like You. But this was the second one that I read. And I didn't have a physical copy until like three years ago. Because I got this like digital. Like when the readers were a thing. And I mean, they're still kind of are. But you know, when they came out. Uh, when they became popular. And I had like exactly what you went through reading that. I was like that too when I read it. And then I read another one that we're going to talk about later. But it's called Look and Key. And they're kind of related. Like there's a lot of characters and the storylines kind of go one with the other. I don't know how to explain it, but I read those two. It's a very peculiar Sarah Desson thing, which if you're a fan and you've read all the books, you know that. It's like, it's what I love the most about them, I think. Yeah, but the two books that I'm talking about, Dreamland and then Love and Key, they're really emotional. So I was a mess because I ended up Dreamland and right away I started Love and Key. So, yeah, I just wanted to say that because I know, I know I remember, like, you were a mess. And I was like, I told you, told you. <laughs> When you told me, I was like, I told you. No, you didn't tell me. That's why I was so upset. Anyway, Because I tried to. No. And you didn't. No, you didn't. no I tried no. to. And no. you were like, no. don't no, spoil. You You're always. It's not the same Spoiling than saying it's a trigger warning. It's intense. I told you it was Great. intense. But I was going to no, tell didn't. you why it was intense. Nachi, no, we no, had a discussion no, over it. No, I was really upset about it. 
like you were mean. Anyway, the thing is that it's intense and we were all over the place when we read it at different times. But as you can see, we're kind of arguing about it. It was intense. I mean, (sighs) anyway, after she published uh, Dreamland, two years after that, she published this lullaby. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) As you can notice, it's one of my favorites because that just got me. I'm, 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 I'm dead. What I'm supposed to do, but whew, okay. Anyway, so on this novel, it basically introduced us to Remy, who learns to have faith. In the beginning of the book, she's afraid of taking chances because she's unsure of the outcome. Throughout the book, she learns that sometimes you have to leap to take a risk, and she enjoys the rush. That comes from the leaping. So the way I can explain this book is she's a control freak. Like she wants to control and knows how everything is going to come out. And then she meets someone that is the total opposite. And it's a beautiful story, but it's kind of heartbreaking too. And it's kind of funny too. I love this book. It's one of my favorite books from her. And I actually recently listened to the audiobook. Remember that I was listening to this a few months ago? I think I sent you the links. Yeah, yes, you did. I haven't I haven't listened to the audiobook. I'm still trying to get through what happened to Goodbye. Still? But I, I hate that I can't freaking close the YouTube app. Oh, okay. It's annoying. So I got some of them on iTunes. I was going to mention that earlier and I forgot. Uh, I have the books. I have all the books. Now she knows that. But I recently got the audiobooks, some of them, because it's easier to reread, even though I'm not reading. I understood what I tried to say, but that came out so poorly. The point is you can multitask while listening to a book and that's the best invention ever because I can listen to it in the shower, while I'm cooking, while I'm working, in the car. Yeah. I prefer a book, but audiobooks have saved my life. Yeah, I mean, if you want to enjoy a book, but you don't have the time to sit and read, then this is the best way to do it. So, if you can, just get one. Um, but yeah, let's just keep moving. We're all over the place today. Yes, we are. But when aren't we? Um, after this lullaby comes the truth about forever. And it's one of my favorite books by her. This book is about a character going through the loss of her father. It takes up her perception of what the way her peers live their lives to understand that she was shutting herself out from the world and she wants to start living for her father and for herself too. I really like this book and I think it ha- it's the book with my most favorite quotes ever. It was hard to narrow them down for this episode and not have them all be about this book. But it's really, really good. It's one of the first ones I read, too. I mean, it wasn't the first one, but it's one of the firsts. 
And I remember my dad got it for me while he was deployed. So it also hit like that emotional sore spot. I have a few um, favorite quotes from this one too. Um, but my only it not issue. I think it's it was the timing when I got the when I got the book. My mom gave me a box set that had this lullaby, the next one that I'm gonna mention, and the truth about forever. And the other two are kind of like about music, basically. So kind of they took over the truth about forever. And so you can understand what I'm what I just said about about music and all that. The next book that she published two years after that, and I hope you're seeing the trend here. Um <laughs> it's called Just Listen. And yes, it has to do with music. Um basically this one it's about Annabelle, who seems to be the girl who has everything. A best friend, a good reputation, and she's a model. After a misunderstanding between Annabelle and her best friend, she loses everything and has to start the new high school year alone. This is when she meets Owen, who helps her out of her comfort zone and reveal her true self. And this one is another one that I love so much. I just realized the order in this It's like all my favorite books are the ones that I'm actually mentioning, most of them. And it's not, this is in chronological order. I didn't do it. Sarah did it. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> well, it's just also it's one of my favorite books too. It also holds like a special place because it was the first book I read by her. Really? So, yes, it was. It was the first book. I bought it in Borders when Borders existed. And I bought it because one of my best friends was reading it at school. And then she kept recommending books and just it just went on from there. I think she stopped reading Sarah Destin and I'm still, I'm still waiting for every new book that comes out. But yeah, it holds like a special place in my heart. I mean, it's a really good book. But it also holds like a special place because it was the first one. And the next one I'm going to talk about it was the second one I read by her. It's Lock and Key, which was released two years later. It introduces Ruby, who, has, who was abandoned by her mother and sent to live with a family member where she learns the difference between being given help and being able to accept. Which is something that everyone has a hard time doing. Like, don't lie. Yeah, that's true. And this is another one that kind of hits all the right places when you're reading it. All the feels. And I have a bunch of favorite quotes. Of course, I'm not going to mention them all later in the episode. But I have a bunch of favorite quotes from this one as well. It's really good. But should I talk about the next one? Hurry up. I'm fingerling so hard. Okay. So, after that, 
She published the book called Alone for the Ride. In that she knows this is my absolute favorite book. This one, the focus is on Auden. I never know how to say it. I think it's Auden. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Sarah, I have failed you. But anyway, uh, it follows her. And basically, her life starts to fall apart, left and right. And she is losing her sense of direction. She forms a new bond with her baby half-sister and takes her on many midnight walks where she learns that there is a whole other world out there when the rest of the world is sleeping. And she meets another person who goes on walks in the middle of the night and they kind of start doing a lot of things. and. Eli is perfect. I'm not going to say anything else. Continue, Nachi. Please make me stop. <laughs> okay, so a year after that, she released Infinity, which is this novella. And it's a short story about a girl who has to make tough decisions regarding her relationship and her life in general. She has to decide if she should fully solve her problems or just take a shortcut. This is another one I haven't read. I only discovered it was, like, published recently. It's a little thing. Like, it's really, really small. I think I have it on my iPad. This one I found out when I was in my journey to complete the collection. And I was like, hey, I didn't know this little thing existed. And I ordered it. But it's really good. This is the one that I was saying, like, it has to do with runabouts. Um, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, these with roundabouts, I don't remember, but anyway, after that, a year later, she published another book called What Happened to Goodbye, and this is the one that Nancy's struggling to get through. I'm not, you make it sound like I'm struggling because it's bad or something, like I've read it a ton of times, I just, you know, I forget that it's on YouTube and I can't close the youtube app so i get frustrated and i just do other things on my phone that's the problem not the book so since you're so frustrated with this one why don't you go ahead with this one? okay well what happened to goodbye allows us to take a look at my clean sweet's life and why she would like to make things different. She lives in a small town with her family when they found out her mother had been having an affair. And ever since, all McLean wanted to do was change the things about her life that she didn't like, but couldn't do so easily because everyone knows everything in her hometown. It's also one of my favorites. I think what I like the most, and it's a little—it's a little spoiler, but not a spoiler. She changes her name and her personality with each school she goes to, and I think I find that really fascinating because all of us at some point have wanted to be someone else, at least for five minutes. So it's it's really interesting, and I mean I like her input in life and all that stuff, and it's. One of those books where I learned about the 2 a.m. people. And, you know, that's kind of my jam. 
those are the things that I remember from this book specifically. The 2 a.m. thing and there's a back door scene that I don't quite remember, but I can picture the back door and kind of what's going on. I need to I need to listen to the audiobook for this one because I wanna reread every book. I don't have the time to sit and read the book, but this one is in my list to get the audiobook and listen to it. I don't think it's like one of my favorites like that, like for you, but but it's definitely one that I that I like a lot. I mean I like them all, but you know, I kind of have a list. <laughs> So, after what happened to Goodbye, she published The Moon and More on 2013. This one introduced Emmeline, who has lived in Colby her whole life, with her perfect boyfriend until she meets Theo, an ambitious outsider from New York who thinks Emmeline is too smart for Colby. He tries to convince her that she needs to leave Colby and move to where she fits in. But if she already has perfect, why would she want more? This one. I have to say, this book, I don't know why. It never, like I was so excited for the book. I liked it a lot at first. And then I was like, I don't know. Like, it's not one of, like, my top five at all. Like, at first, I really liked it. And then I was like, you know what? She has better books. I hate this one. I hate it so much. Like, I don't know. I don't, I never connected with it in any way. And I was, I was so scared that, like, she didn't have another good book in her. Because I didn't feel a connection like all the other ones. But gladly she did. And she redeemed it by publishing one of my favorite books ever from her collection. In 2015, she gifted us with Saint Anything. And this book shows us that Sydney's older brother, Peyton, used to be the star child of the family until he was involved in a drunk driving accident and everyone is worried about him while Sydney's the only one worried about the victim of the accident. It wasn't until she meets Mac who makes her feel like she's noticed for the first time. And I mean, this book holds a special place in both our hearts. Yes. This was the book that she published the year after we met and it was around our anniversary. yes and i gave you a little saint anything that year i mean we're cheesy that way anyways it's one of my favorite ones and i love it so 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 much yeah i love it too way too much it's uh it's there in the top list and after that Two years later, in 2017, we got Once and for All. And this one. Let me just tell you first what it's about. Because this one is about Luna, who thinks she has found her one true love, until a tragedy separates them forever. She takes on a summer job, helping brides plan their special day when she meets Ambrose who just might be what she's been looking for all along. And this one was the first book 
that I ever had with an extra scene. And all the characters that were in the extra scene were from my favorite books. And this one is one of my favorite books as well. And I cried. I scream. I laugh. I I was a mess. I was in such a roller coaster of emotions reading this book that it was insane. And I know it happened to you too. Yeah, this was the first book by her that I fully have only listened to it. I haven't read it. You were getting me the Barnes and Nobles copy and I was too anxious to wait for it. So I went on Audible and got a free audiobook. And I'm giving all the promos today. But anyways, I got an audiobook and I got this one. And not only have I listened to it once, I think I've listened to it like four or five times. Whenever I don't have anything else to do, I just listen to it. I love this one so much. Ambrose is one of my favorite characters ever. And... There's so many things that are good. It's heart-wrenching. It's it's a good one. It is. It is. And I do remember, yes, I was getting you the Barnstall Knowles uh, edition. And this one, I couldn't read it right away because I had other things. And I remember you were like, oh my god, this and that. I'm like, what are you talking about? I haven't read it yet. And I had to force myself to make time to read the book so I believe I took a weekend and I just read it I read the book in two days it was insane just because you kept like you wanted to talk about it and I was like I need to get through this I was dying girl I was dying I cried so hard like there are a few books by Sarah that have made me like sob and this one was one of them like there's a specific scene that whenever i remember it like my eyes will tear there's one i'm not gonna spoil it i don't know if it's the same one but well actually there's two but there's one that i was crying my eyes out and i was like no this can't be happening and then then i realized it was not happening i think the one you're talking about is that yeah and i was crying my eyes out so hard this one i love it i really do but i haven't been able to go back and read it again or listen to it because of that like i cried so much and i know if i if i go back to it i'm gonna be crying again like it's the first time i'm reading the damn book yeah for sure it's gonna hit you in the feels every single time but i just love it and i could like recite it backwards probably just that good but now we have a new book we can obsess about and we've obviously haven't read it yet and we will probably talk about it in the future but just hot off the presses Sarah has published the rest of the story, which is really funny. That's the title of the book. This book introduces Emma Saylor, who doesn't remember a lot about her mother, who died when she was 10, but she does remember the stories her mom told her about the big lake that went on forever. Emma is unexpectedly sent to spend the summer with her mother's family, her grandmother, and cousins. She hasn't seen since she was a little girl when Emma arrives at the lake, 
and spends more time with her mother's side of the family, she starts to feel like she is two different people. To her father, she is Emma, but to her new family, she is Sailor, the name her mother always called her. Then there's Rue, the boy who was her very best friend when she was little. Rue holds the key to her family's history and slowly he helps her put the pieces together about her past. It's hard not to get caught up in the magic of the lake and Sailor finds herself falling under Rue's spell as well. And just a few weeks ago when we were recording, we were about to record an episode. I saw an article, I don't remember what magazine it was on, but I read like a little scene from this book and I remember I definitely told you we need to stop what we're doing and you need to read this too. I'm really, really excited to get to know all these new characters and obsess over them. Yeah, I remember. I definitely read it in at least what we got to see already. I love that. So I'm waiting for this. Like, I'm definitely going to get it and I'm going to try my best to start reading it that weekend because there's so much happening that week that is this week and I'm excited about the extra scene too because my expectations with that are way too high after the last extra scene that we read and once and for all I probably won't be able to read it right away but I'm really excited to go buy it But I'm really, really excited. I mean, it's wild since I've read a book that's really, like, captured my entire attention. So I'm hoping this one's it. Like, I miss reading. I miss having time to read. It's insane. But how about if we do a little recap about our love for Sarah Dessen? Sure. Let's do it. Okay, so... I- We've mentioned this before, well, at least I know I have, but how did you get to know about Sarah Dessen, and what was the first book you read? Well, this is going to feel like we're in a kind of full circle, even though I'm not the one going to LA, but I got to know about Sarah because I went to Borders when Borders existed to buy a book to read on the plane on my way to LA when I went to LA on the summer of 2010. And uh, for some reason, I was kind of like reading, you know, when you go with no expectations or like just looking around and you start just like looking at the back of the book to see what it's about. That's what I did. I saw the one for someone like you and it kind of got my attention, the cover. So I just picked that one out and I turned around to see what it was about. And I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. And to be honest with you, I didn't read the book on the airplane because I kind of read the first few pages, but I started talking to the girl next to me and found out she was a big fan of the Jonas Brothers and I started fangirling with her and I forgot about the book. 
And then when I got back from the trip, I kind of picked it up a few days after that. And I just sat down and I think I read it like it took me a while because at that time I wasn't like that big on like binge reading a book. But I read it like in two weeks and I really liked it. And I remember telling because of this book, I remember telling my mom that I wanted any reader and I wanted more of her books. So yeah, that's how I got to know about her. And the first time I got one of her books, all in one. <laughs> well, like I mentioned, how I got to know her was through one of my best friends in high school. She was reading her books and I was that annoying person who reads over your shoulder. <laughs> but I remember, I think it was during a summer too, I went to borders and i was seeking for new books to read and i saw her name on one of the book covers and i remembered it and i just i was like what the hell i'll try it out and i haven't looked back ever since it's it's been a journey so basically uh what we're saying here is that we were always in borders and that's how we ended up liking Sardis. Oh, for sure. I wanted to work at Borders. I loved it. And I would just go around, like, kind of seeing what would I like, maybe. And kind of, like, read a little bit and then be like, okay, I want this one. But what do you say if we stop giving... Well, Borders don't exist anymore. So for me to say, like, give them promo, <laughs> we can... Let's stop being nostalgic about freaking murders. It's dead in. So why don't we talk about some of our favorite quotes? I really tried to narrow it down and I only have three. I haven't looked, but I can tell you that I have documents on my drive full of quotes from her books. Oh my, I have like a thousand, but I narrowed it down and I chose three from one of, like, they're three of my favorite top five books um do you want to start or do i start do you go so i can go through this <laughs> okay so first one is from just listen and it goes there comes a time when the world gets quiet and the only thing left is your own heartbeat so you'd better learn the sound of it otherwise you'll never understand what it's saying of that one yeah yeah it's it's something we should all remember and i think I think that's why I love it so much. No matter the situation, the book or not the book, it's whatever's going on in your life, it's it's a good life lesson to like go by. Um another quote I really love is from The Truth About Forever and it goes, It's all in the view. That's what I mean about forever too. For any one of us our forever could end in an hour or a hundred years from now. You never know for sure, so you'd better make every second count. And, I mean, that kind of goes with my life motto. I mean, you only have one life. Don't waste it. Live one moment at a time, one day at a time, one thing at a time. Stop focusing about the future or the past. Just focus on the now. Because that's all we really have. Mm -hmm. And that kind of segues into... Well, the next quote, which is obviously from Saint Anything, 
And it says the future was one thing that could never be broken because it had not yet the chance to be anything. So focus on the now, people. That's that's one of like my favorites. I'm not gonna pick it, but that's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, I love them. I think they all like kind of like they kind of they speak to who you are as a person. And this one just says that it's all about getting to know yourself and loving yourself and bettering yourself and pretty much living the now which is something that I always have to remind myself like a few times a day <laughs> but yeah how about you tell me some of your favorites well um definitely not picking three because this shit is hard but I can pick quotes from my three favorite books like my top three <laughs> um so from alone for the ride this book and you know like i love it so much i love the story and all and it has so many quotes that i love that i have an entire page of quotes uh but there's two that kind of have to do with the same thing or like i relate them to the same thing um The first one is, life is full of screw-ups. You're supposed to fail sometimes. It's a required part of the human existence. And I love this quote because this is something that I need to remind myself because I'm a control freak and that doesn't help with my anxiety. So whenever I think about this one a lot, Because whenever something happens, I don't know, there's something in my mind that I start kind of like telling myself this so I don't lose control and go ballistic. <laughs> But yeah, and there's another one. Uh, it's a longer quote that I have here, but I'm just going to read one part that kind of reminds me of that too. And it, it says, the only person you can be sure to control always is yourself, which is a lot to be sure of, but at the same time, not enough. As you can see, both has to, they have to with control. So I love this book so much. There's so many things, so many quotes I could tell you, but I'm just going to stop there. And from uh, saying anything. That's another one that I have a lot, but I would say my favorite one and the one that gave me all the feels when I was reading this was uh, the You Weren't Invisible Not To Me. It has always been one of my favorite quotes and it's so short, but I love it so much. And it's all because it's not something that I kind of relate from my life or anything like that. It's just about the story, and I love it. And I know you were freaking out when we were reading that book, too, because of that. Like, in that part, we kind of freaked out together. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and then from this lullaby, um, now everyone is going to know why I love this book so much. <laughs> But one of my, definitely one of my favorite quotes ever from all her books is from this book and it says some things don't last forever but some things do 
like a good song or a good book or a good memory you can take out and unfold in your darkest time, pressing down on the corners and peering in close, hoping you still recognize the person you see there. One of my favorites. I love it so much. And there's another one from this book that it kind of has to do. It's one of those that it's my favorite, but it's because of the story. And it says, for one second, it was like I could feel the timing clicking together. Finally, pieces falling into place. Do you have any any others? No, I was good and I really did narrow them down to three. Oh, 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 wait. I have another one. See, this is the problem. So, lock and key. There's a bunch of quotes on this one that I love, but there's one that was even like my Facebook cover photo for a while. And it says, it's a lot easier to be lost than found. It's the reason we're always searching and rarely discover so many locks, not enough keys. I almost forgot to mention that one. And that one, I just, I love it. It's one of those that I always, when I think about Sarah, I think about those quotes. So what do you say? Should we just talk about our favorite books? Because if you let me i'm gonna keep mentioning quotes yeah let's start talking about our favorites i mean i was also good and i'm not gonna go like oh this one's also my favorite this one's also my favorite are you saying that's what i'm uh, that's what i'm doing yes <laughs> yeah but it's also what we do every episode so i've been good and i kind of like picked my top five books and a little like la pita, like the honorable mention so my top five, no particular order. I didn't analyze them to put them in order. We have Just Listen, Saint Anything, What Happened to the Bye, The Truth of a Forever, and Along for the Ride. In that order? No, no, not that order. I didn't think about that. Um, But Along for the Ride is not going to be my first one, okay? So I'm sorry. I know it probably is yours, but it's not mine. Yeah, it is. But um, as an honorable mention, I have Once and for All and The Lullaby. Wait, wait, wait. Let's talk about something. Why isn't Once and for All in your top? Because, I mean, it, I mean it's in my top 10. <laughs> but she has only 14 books. <laughs> There's probably four that I care about. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah. Like my top five, if, if you ask me to give you five, like some recommendation of Sarah Desson, those fives are the ones I'm going to like tell you. And then I'm going to be like, oh, and once and for all, oh, and this lullaby. Just like that. For me, and I do have a, like the order, and I think this is exactly the order I told you once. My like number one, it's along for the ride. The second one, it's seen anything. The third one is this lullaby. Those three, they're the top three. But then I never know where to place just listen and lock and key. It's like some days it it goes like one of them, it's the four and the other one's the five. And then it goes the other way around. 
but those are basically my top five and yeah i don't have one some for all either but it's close it's like number six <laughs> there's something that i've been dying to talk about because it's some well how can we describe this so basically there is something called the decent boys what are the decent boys the reason that we're single because we have high expectations <laughs> yeah uh they're basically the male i wouldn't say protagonist but like the male main character they're basically the main character like the male ones of each book and like nachi said this is why we're single many other things but this is one of the reasons <laughs> um because we have high expectations and i want to ask you do you have any favorite decent boys oh the reason these books are my favorite they're because the decent boys and those books are my favorite so basically from just listen there's owen from saint anything there's mac From What Happened to Goodbye, there's Dave. From The Truth About Forever, there's Wes. And Long for the Ride, there's Eli. We talked about Ambrose from Once and For All. And there's Dexter in this lullaby. And I think with Dustin Boys, probably some will switch up. Like Ambrose and Dexter are probably in my top five. But they're not my top five books. Um, but they'd be up there with like Owen, Matt, and Eli probably. No offense to Dave and Wes. Not that they're real people or <laughs> yeah. would be listening if they were. But yeah. How about you? Well, Eli is number one from Alone for the Ride. You have issues. I love that book so much, mainly because of him. So, yeah. And I have seen people in real life that I'm like, oh my God, Eli. Okay. I have issues. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, and let's see. I have a top three, but it's hard to pick more than that. Um, but it's definitely Eli Dexter from this lullaby. And don't hate me, Mac, from saying anything. Why would I hate you? I mean, I love him. Because like, that, he, mine, should, but, you know. he should be <laughs> yours. Like, Mac but th then you have issues like. too should i say that because mac is your eli no mac is not my eli i think ambrose is my eli oh but yes. anyway <laughs> yeah that's true one that will never be one of my favorites it's roger's song definitely yep i hate him so much but yeah anyway what do you say should we just Go ahead with some Sarah Desson recommendations and finish this thing up. Yes, let's finish. Read every single freaking book, okay? Yeah, that's all the recommendations. <laughs> um, yeah, if you can read them all, read them. They're really good. I do want to recommend one. And Nachi's going to say that it's I have issues. <laughs> Nachi's going to say that I have issues. I'm going to recommend Alone for the Ride. It's not... Yeah, it's because of the lie. No, it's not only about that. Like, this story is really good. And I think everyone deserves only lie in their lives. 
or even like just one Eli moment. That's all I'm going to say. I want an Eli moment with Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Anyways, um, if I had to recommend one book, I would recommend Saint Anything. I mean, it's one of my favorite books by her. Her writing gets better and better each time. Except for The Moon and More. Don't read that one. <laughs> but it's really, really good. And I love it. Plus, it holds a very special place in my heart. So you should go check it out if you want to. You know, I, I can't make you. But you should. I mean, you would get to know what trifecta is. Yes. And I think and everyone I- needs to know what trifecta is. But I'm not going to tell you. No, no. Just go find out by yourself and do your own. If you know what a trifecta is, this is a little game. Go comment in our Instagram what your top three are. Maybe we'll tell you ours. I mean, we've done ours. Yes, we have. But I think that's it for this episode. I think that's it. Well, like always, I'm going to make sure that at least the playlists are updated. I know we didn't talk about any new releases this time. But I'm going to update the playlist and I'm going to put them out there. We don't have any music recommendations this week. But I'm always going to find something to put there. I mean, we could, we could make some recommendations without talking about them in the episode. I mean, that could be a thing. We could break yeah. the rules. Yeah. So go check them out. Make sure to check them out because... We're going to put something together then. I mean, we're always adding things up after we finish recording. So it doesn't really matter. And like always, just make sure to check the episodes and get up to date on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. And go give us some love to our social medias, Instagram and Facebook. You can find us as Obsessed Millennials in both places. And I think that's it. Thank you for listening. Let us know if you know about Sarah and what your favorite books are in our Instagram. And like always, until next week. Bye, guys.